Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. You know, this is Anonymous Addiction at My Truth About AA, as Bobby C. sees it. Don't forget to subscribe, like if you do like. And today, you know, I met I met Robin and Marcy on Facebook, you know, which which I've been meeting a lot of people on Facebook and these, they, they, they become my friends and I'm following their stories. And what an exciting story these two have to share today because they're really into fitness, you know, and, and if you look at their stories, I follow it all the time and it's amazing. Okay. They're going to fill us in on a lot of different alternative methods to this thing they call recovery, but I just call it the life journey today. And, um, Robin and Marcy is going to share a little bit about themselves and I'm going to, I'm going to pass it right over to them. There we go. You start. Okay. Did you press, you press the button up top, didn't you Marcy? That, that it record says recording. Yeah, we got it. Okay. 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 Well, hi everyone. Uh, just introduce myself. I'm Marcia Yeager. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I came into um, Alcoholics Anonymous when I was 31. I'm 65, and I uh, did not go to treatment. I just quit drinking, made a decision, and have been abstinent ever since. Much. And for me, um, I started attending AA meetings when I was 15 years old, which was in 1981. And I was in and out for a while. And then at 25, I made a commitment to Alcoholics Anonymous and I've been sober since August 31st, 1991. And my awakening, I call it my awakening happened uh, a week before my 29th anniversary, which was last year. And um, just a lot of awarenesses have come about since COVID you know, having that opportunity to just stop and think about what's going on in your life. And there was just so many conflicting things that had happened in my recovery journey in Alcoholics Anonymous for about six or seven years before I actually had the courage to say, okay, I have to look at what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah, it's been quite a, quite an experience for sure. Lots of great times, lots of really conflicting times, you know, with going against your gut and what your, what a sponsor would suggest to you. No, no, you, your, what is your part? What is your part? So I had a lot of issues around accepting certain things that really I didn't feel like I had a part of. So I'm so grateful that um, I discovered uh, Orange Papers and talked with you, you know, back a year ago and Victor and uh, just, you know, so much awareness, you know, so much deprogramming is happening in my life right now. So I'm really happy about that. Although it's scary, it's very, very, is a very good thing for me. I know I'm on the right path because I'm finally listening to my gut right so we're going to be talking about that sponsorship and and i talk on my podcast about um ambivalence which is a conflicting you know point of view you're ambivalent you know should i do that shouldn't i do that is my gut telling me or is my sponsor telling me or somebody else telling me so very conflicting and i can relate to that too uh throughout the years that i attended alcoholics anonymous and cognitive dissonance Okay, cognitive dissonance is, is prevalent in, in all different types of societies. But in Alcoholics Anonymous, I suffered that wondering, you know, what, what I believed in and what was being told to me. So I can relate to that. Uh, I just wanted to say, originally, I just, I, I know uh, Marcy introduced herself. She said she's from Cincinnati. I'm originally from Newfoundland in Canada, last province east of Canada. I live in Toronto and I'm back and forth to uh, Florida in the winter. So you know, I just wanted to let people know where it was from. So, yeah. 
Great. And you know, the other thing too, Bobby, um, what's interesting is that I never knew anything about the orange papers. I never knew about what you've been sharing and your podcast and the people that you've been interviewing. And I was just like, how come I never knew about this? You know, I only knew one way and that was going to meetings mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it did work for me for a long time. I do have to say, you know, it, but, but I always was conflicted about, you know, I always had a question. I always questioned everything that was going on. I wasn't one that just like, especially when they handed out coins and things like that. I was like, you know, I didn't want to get a coin because I thought I would drink, you know, or, why do you have to get a coin? Why, why, what is the importance there? And the crazy thing about it is on the back of it, it says to thine own self be true. Exactly. But you're really not true to yourself when they're telling you, if you don't do this, you're going to die, end up in an institute or go to jail. Mm -hmm. And I believe that for many years, mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then fast forward, you know, I came to CrossFit because I've been in exercise my, most of my life. And that really has been my drug or that's been my passion. And that's, I decided when I stopped drinking that I was gonna share my fitness and my health with everyone that uh, uh, was out there. And especially people that were trying to stop drinking because they needed to have an outlet. You needed to have a community. You needed to have something that made you feel good. Mm -hmm. When I went to meetings, I was sick and tired of listening to negativity all the negativity you know all the drunk alums this is what i did and it was just like that wasn't that wasn't helping me move forward and then when i found crossfit six and a half years ago stopped basically going to meetings i go to them a little bit off and on just to see people but i was just like i was done with it i was over it i was like i was moving on I didn't, I just didn't want to be there anymore because it wasn't doing anything for me, but making me feel bad about myself. Mm -hmm. And I personally don't believe in the disease concept. I never have. I always thought, here's my hand, here's my arm. And when I bring it to my mouth, that's a decision. I'm deciding what I'm doing. Okay. That was for me. And there's a lot of people that believe in a disease concept, but I don't ever believe in that. I, I originally believed in the disease concept as well. And I was hook, line, and sinker for the medallions and all the, all the hoop. Accolades. Oh yeah, I soaked that up, man. I was a circuit speaker. <laughs> I spoke all over the world, actually, many, many places that most people didn't have an opportunity to, to visit. So I mean, I had a story, and I was right on the ball, and I would have it in the palm of my hand with my story, and it was just for me that was the drug. It was getting off on getting all these people saying, wow, look at, you. Look at me. Yeah. I soaked it up. My ego was yeah. so large. Yeah. And yet I was, you know, spewing off. I'm humble. I'm humble. I'm humble. We're like totally opposite, but we're the same. Uh, <laughs> Different I, experiences I, in the program. I can relate right. to all that that both of you said. I can, I mean, I can relate to that. I'm, I'm here because that's what probably kept me. See, the coins are the hook, okay? Yes. The celebration is the hook because first of all, you got one year. You want two. You want to go two. Two is better. The levels, the layers. You know, five. If you hit five, holy mackerel, ten. You oh, can't. Oh. And then there's always somebody ahead of you. Oh, they got fifteen. I got to go get fifteen. Oh, you get the fifteen. Yeah. You got to go to the twenty. You know, it's like a hook. It's it's ego. And when you're doing it, you're hanging on like this. You're clawing onto just ego. Why is my body telling me another story? 
and I have to do all these things or I don't have to do anything. Okay. Let me just rephrase that. I chose to take their word over my own gut. And for the last seven or eight years of my recovery, it just wasn't sitting with me. It wasn't sitting well with me, taking responsibility for something I had nothing to do with. You know, so it was really enlightening and scary and scary because for me, AA, I've been involved in AA since 1981. Well, that was your church, right? That was your 1981, church. 15 years old. So this brain has been massaged for 39 years with that language. And when I discovered last year, when I made that decision, I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew I couldn't do this anymore. And it's really interesting because for me, I developed severe IBS, severe IBS in the last five or six years and had no concept of why this was happening to me. I ended up in hospital, severely, severely dehydrated and just this close to surgery, mm. you know? I know today, I know 100% it was my body screaming, my gut was screaming, saying it's time to take my power back and make decisions for myself that were best for me, not for the other person. Because we were told over and over, you're powerless, you're powerless, you're powerless. Yeah. Well, what amazed me is that there's millions of people that stopped drinking, never picked up again, and they never said they were powerless. I mean... To me, it's like, where did that come from? Who started that? But see, then you just believe what you're what they're saying. And they, they kept saying, well, five years, you got to get the five years. And oh, if you get 10 years, you're closer to like, you know, making it. And 15, for sure, you won't relapse. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I just didn't really, it just did not sit well with me. Mm -hmm. And I just, because I could not sit in the meetings anymore and listen to what I was listening to. I was so beyond it. Yeah. And I wanted to move on. And so then what happens is when you don't go to meetings and you come back, they think, oh, you're better than everybody else because you haven't shown up in a while. Oh, what are you doing? What are you drinking again? Yeah. Are you drinking <laughs> again? Yeah. You no, know, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm busy getting well. <laughs> busy. Yeah. And, I, and the other thing, this is really, really important. I have spent years, I'd like to count up the years of sitting in that chair yeah. and listening to the repetitive misinformation that I was getting. Now, I'm like I said, it did work for me for a long time because I didn't know any different. I didn't know, but I still questioned and I, I got thrown out of a meeting once. I got thrown out of a meeting because they said, how are you, who are you to stand up and, and, and tell that person that they're wrong? I was like, well, who is he to say that you got to stick with the winners? What does that mean? What does that mean? And they the threw me out of the meeting. And then they said, you got to apologize to him. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, you know, you, what's your, your part in it? But, you gotta, yeah, you got to make amends the rest of your life for everything, every time you do why? something. If you didn't no, make you amends. Make for yourself. Yeah. Now, see, let, let, uh, just to tell the viewers, okay, Marcy, Robin, and myself, we, we came in years and years ago. I came in in 1984, I think it was, 84. And we didn't have alternatives. We didn't even have the internet, okay? Right. So we didn't have right. alternatives. So we're hearing this parroting. We're hearing this repetition over and over again. We're not getting any other information, any critical thinking, any logical, critical, rational uh, thinking anywhere. So we're, we're, we're fighting ourselves. 
you know, at least today, there's a lot of alternative methods. There's a lot of alternatives. So out there. many alternatives. Yeah. And what we're finding out is, like in my, my, my programs and my shows, I talk about creating your own program, okay? Because we all, we're doing it anyhow. When they say work, work the program, yeah, I'm working it. And that means I'm doing it, okay? Work it until yeah. it works. Yeah, it, that, that, that can be applied to anything, okay? Because the placebo effect works no matter where you go, okay? Wh whatever you believe, right? So whatever you believe, whatever your mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. That's right. what it comes from us. Back to you ladies, yeah. back to you ladies. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so what happened is, uh, you know, my, my, my health and, and wellness and my fitness has um, always been a part of my life until I drank for so many years and then finally, I came back to life and I said that for the rest of my life, you know, I'm going to dedicate myself to helping as many people as I can uh, get healthy and learn about uh, health and nutrition and uh, because we're nutritionally de deprived. I mean, I lived on beer, potato chips and cheese. I mean, that was my diet. Okay. And uh, boy, I've learned so much over the years and coming to CrossFit. Wow. Completely changed my life. I mean, I did not you know, and I would go back and they knew I was doing CrossFit and they were just either, they didn't like it because I left the family. Yeah. They couldn't, they just couldn't deal with that. Mm -hmm. And they never wanted to ask me, how are you mm -hmm. doing with it? Mm -hmm. How's it going? How's your training? Gosh, that sounds like fun. I would love to try that, mm -hmm. but they never would. It was just always poor me and I'm angry. They're still angry. They're still in the poor victim mode. And it's just like, guys, you got it. This is life. You got to get out. You got to start moving. You got to get out of this chair. Okay. And so for me, that's when it really started to happen. And I stopped going to meetings and I just didn't want to go. I didn't need to go. And I was around certain friends and they were still in that same mindset. They were in the same mindset. And there's certain people that you can talk to and other people that you can't talk to. Like Robbie, when she was having a hard time, she was figuring, I can't tell Marcy that I'm not going to meetings anymore. Yeah. You know? It's funny because I met uh, through a mutual friend of ours. I met, I was on a retreat in Toronto, north of Toronto, and I met this young lady from Cincinnati. And I said, oh, wow. I said, uh, I went to university in Cincinnati. And then we got to, we got to know each other through this mutual friend, finding out that we were both in the, in the fellowship. And I said, well, when I passed through Cincinnati, I'd really like to meet you. And we got along really, really well. And then it's been uh, about three or four, three years or so we've been, you know, in touch uh, on a regular basis. And when I had my come to see Jesus moment last year, a week before my 29th anniversary, um, I, I was really afraid because I knew that I was, I was blacklisted from all the activities and people that I associate my whole life was around AA, my friends, everything. And when I when I left, when I made that decision, my gut, I just couldn't do it anymore. I was like untethered into this dark place. I don't know who to trust. I don't know if I can trust myself. What have I been doing for 39 years? You know, where, where am I going? I got no lifeline. And so I knew that a lot of the people in AA would never, ever condone what I was, you know, just, just to say, you know, I'm not comfortable with AA anymore. My God, who do you speak to? I kept it all to myself. I talked to my husband. It was the only person that I could talk to about my feelings. And so I was coming through Cincinnati last year 
And uh, one, I said, hey, let's get together, or the year before, let's get together. And I said, well, let's just go to a meeting. So when I would come through Cincinnati, I would ask Mercy to go to a meeting, not knowing that she didn't want to go to meetings. <laughs> and I'm just, I don't want to go to meetings, but I got to go to meetings, so I better go with her. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then... And then in December, when I actually just around the time that you and I connected, I got the courage somehow to pick up that heavy phone, right? And call Marcy and tell her my truth. And I said, Marcy, I'm frightened to death. I don't want to lose you as a friend. It's very emotional for me because it was such a big part of my life. And I was so afraid to lose this wonderful treasure friendship that I just started nurturing, you know? And we had so much in common, the CrossFit and and athleticism and nutrition and, not and drinking AA and yeah. not drinking and lifestyle. And I thought, how am I going to tell her that I don't go to meetings anymore? How am I going to tell her? Well, anyway, I picked up that heavy phone, right? And I said, Marcy, I got something to tell you. I've had a real awakening and I don't want to go to meetings anymore. And I couldn't believe that she was in the same position. She was only going to meetings for me and I was only going to meetings for her, but we didn't know about it. <laughs> Like that. That's hilarious, but very scary. scary at the same time. That's great. I was frightened to death. Here I am, you know, 55 year old woman and can't speak. That's great. You know, at the end, that's, you know, it's actually sad that we had, we had to live like that, you know, and, and the, the good news is that, look, we, we've come, we're, we're conscious, we've become more conscious, more awake, more aware. Uh, of what's going on and we're helped look ladies and gentlemen out there the viewers uh we're not we're not telling you to run and leave your meetings and leave aa right now we're telling you to take a look at what we're saying that's all take a peek at it you know yeah and, and if you like it yeah take a look at some alternative things and, and and transition into a couple other things and expand your mind expand your consciousness expand your awareness we're just telling you to take take a look at nothing we're not trying to uh tell you to run and, and and who knows we're not we're not we're not uh we're not gods over here and we're not we're not uh i'll tell you what we are though us three we're professionals in our own experience we're professionals in our life experience yes. yeah. we're professionals in our good bed and everything in between so and we're happy and we're happy yeah, they say happy, freest, and joy, joy, happy, freest, and whatever. They're saying it, and we are today, and we left the alcohol tonight. Go back. Go go back. What do you got to say now? Well, when I was on the circuit, you know, prancing around on the stage and being really dramatic with my story, I'm a real drama queen. I can really put the message in there. And one of the things that I always used to say in my story, I mean, it always would vary depending on my life situation, and my story was never the same. But one of the things that I always talked about was the triangle, body, mind, spirit. We look after the, we look after the mind, we look after the spirit, but what about the body? And so for me, I was always, um, I was athletically gifted as a young child, but I didn't have professional training. I didn't, wasn't allowed to play sports in the seventies. Girls were not allowed to play sports. So I had to contain my athleticism and I never got into CrossFit. Well, I really started to participate in CrossFit. It was 10 years ago. And that's when I said to the people in my program, I said, I'm going to start to listen to my dreams. I don't want to look after my stuff. And they said, well, what are you doing that for? What are you going to weightlifting for? Don't, you're supposed to be here making coffee. You're supposed to be here yeah. greeting a newcomer, you know? And I just said, well, I, it's my turn. I, I want to look after myself. I want to follow some of the dreams that I have. 
And that was really frowned upon. It was never encouraged for me to go ahead. And I'm, I'm not talking about everybody, but I'm just talking about the circles that I ran in and old school AA style. Well, no, you got to be here. You got to be here an hour before the meeting starts. So you got to be at the meeting before the meeting starts. Because that's where the, that's where the real recovery is when you're making the coffee and cleaning the ashtray. Well, there's no more ashtrays, but you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, weightlifting and doing CrossFit took up a little bit of my time. And because of that, it's just, it was like I was just slowly being separated. Oh, you look, you know, why why you want to look like that for? Why do you want to get healthy? Why aren't you eating these donuts and drinking 10 coffees? Oh my gosh, I gotta tell you about that. And smoking oh. you know, 50 cigarettes oh. a meeting. Oh, that for me. Uh, one time I went to a meeting because I, I I can really get excited about <laughs> Oh no shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it was like, you know, you bring something to the meeting, early morning meeting. Okay. I made protein pancakes. Okay. Cause I couldn't believe stuff that they were bringing donuts. I mean, they live on sugar, sugar, sugar. You won't believe with how they kind of bullied me because I was trying to stay healthy and to um, help someone else say, Hey, there's another alternative besides these donuts. And this, this is what it can make you feel like, but they didn't want to hear that. They poo-pooed that. I mean, it was just like I had brought, you know, buffalo meat or something to the meeting that they didn't want. But for me, I, and I remember years ago going to a meeting, there was a guy who was called Vitamin Ray. Oh, okay. And all he talked about were supplements, vitamins, plants, what we need. I didn't know anything about nutrition. And I would look at him and think, well, he is pretty healthy at his age. You know, he, he did have some pretty interesting things to talk about. Well, I became that person. And nobody wanted to hear me. No one wanted to talk to me. No one wanted to be do what I did because, but they never talked about healing the body ever. And, you know, and I, and I'm in a rehab center and I do a fitness three days a week for these clients. Okay. And the only thing that they tell me is that they can't wait to see me. I make their day. Right. I am the best thing at that treatment center. That hour that you spend with that them. That hour. All the talking about, yeah. okay, let's, you know, let's get into all the, all the problems and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's incredible. And they want to know, where are you? How can I stay in contact with you? Gosh, I give them books to, to read. I tell them podcasts to listen to. I tell them different nutritional things that they can, they've never heard of any of that before. I'm thinking, my goodness, this is what we need at a re rehab center. If you're going to have a rehab center, let's get healthy. Let's get yes. home. Yes. That's what they're missing. Yes. And I'm trying to do what this exercise piece has saved my life. Absolutely. And it has it, it's given me just full circle. I mean, I have everything. I can't imagine. Yeah. Same here. And, like and, and AA is not, it's only one way. It's not the only way. And that's what I was taught. It's the only way. Yeah. It's, it's, the, not. It's, it's the only it's cure. Get, touch it back. You know what? That's great because you're giving someone an alternative and then when they get out of the rehab, you know where they're going to send them. You know, they're going to send them to Alcoholics Anonymous, but at least this way, they're going to get some other alternative methods. Look, you're talking about body. We're talking about holistic program and a holistic program. And the AA, here's something to think about. The AA triangle, they got the little dot in the middle, right? They say, and the body, mind, and spirit is on the outside, okay? it's on. So I tell everybody, go beyond the AA triangle. Go outside of the AA triangle. They want you to stay stuck in the middle, see? Because they, they want to place an identity on us. Oh, I am an alcoholic. That's my new identity, my primary purpose. They're giving me my primary purpose, my identity, 
No more. And no it's more. interesting. Interestingly enough, when I came to that conclusion a week before my 29th anniversary, I was sick to my stomach. I was absolutely sick to my stomach, but I knew I cannot do this no more. I can't. Frightened to death because my whole identity was stripped away from me. I took it away from myself. And here I am empty. Thank God I had uh, friends in CrossFit and, and I had a few friends, but my goodness, every part of my body, I was in the darkest place of my entire life. And I've been in some really dark places like a lot of us, okay? But I was so dark last year. It was the scariest part of my life. And yet I knew I was free. You know what I'm saying? I was free and yet I had no idea where I was going, didn't know what I was doing, had no idea. But I knew that I it was I had to listen to my body. And now you're meditating and doing breathing exercises. Yeah. I mean, there's so much more that's out there that is just, oh my gosh, so much more that heals all of you. It just comes, it just heals you. Yeah, and whatever works for you. So for yeah, me, whatever works. I was able to get in touch with my athletic side through uh, yeah. in the 10 years that I've been doing CrossFit. I started CrossFit. I was a mess when I started CrossFit. Um, I was 70 pounds overweight and I knew I had this ability inside of me. And I said to myself after my first two weeks in CrossFit, I said, I'm going to make the games one of these days. I'm going to the games. And everybody was laughing at me. But I made, it took me 10 years, 10 years, and I made it to the games this year. Marcy was my coach. So we had a great experience. And it was, it was a real, real beautiful experience that I was living my dream that I had since I was two or three years old. It was never encouraged. It's, it's, it's amazing. Both of your stories are amazing. You know what? We only have 40 minutes on this, this podcast right now. I'm going to have to uh, do another <laughs> or, Yes. Are you willing to stay for a second part two on this here? Because sure, uh, yeah. Okay, we're going to end this part one right now, and we're going to come back and talk about sponsorship and a lot of other different things. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to subscribe to Anonymous Addiction at My Truth About AA. Come see us on Facebook and join a private group. You'll see Marcy. Yeah, you'll see. Yeah, you'll see Marcy. Yeah, you'll see Marcy and 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 uh, and Robin. So say goodbye and tell us where we can contact both of you. Oh yeah, you can contact me. Uh, I'm on Instagram. It's it's at CrossFit Marcia, or you can email me at Marcia M A R C I A Yeager Y A G E R the number one at gmail.com. You can call me 513-884-0408 or text me. I'm really good about getting back. You can ask me anything. I'm an open book. There's nothing to hide. I got everything to share. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm on Instagram and my uh, Instagram handle, I guess is what you call it, is Robbie.Moyles, R-O-B-B-I-E dot Moyles, M-O-Y-L-E-S. And I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm happy to give it my phone number. I'm an open book as well. And I think that's why we click so much is because we're yeah. just real. Yeah. You know, I'm getting real. And in the, like, I'm still really angry about the whole thing, but I know that I'm okay. And I'm so grateful that I can be in touch with myself and express myself. So and anyway, anybody's going through that, you know, whether you've got one day in the program or 40 years in the program. Exactly. Thanks, we're going to be back with the part two. So ladies, take care. Thank you so much. And stay on because I'll be back you. talking to you. Okay, here we go. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone.